0: Away from his home life, Dvorak continued to work hard as a composer and as a teacher. Another famous composer, Johannes Brahms, was one of the judges for a competition which Dvorak entered. Brahms was bowled over by the quality of Dvorak's music and became one of his greatest champions, telling absolutely everyone who would listen how great a composer the young butcher's son from Bohemia really was. On one occasion, after hearing Dvorak's cello concerto, Brahms said, "'Had I known that such a cello concerto as that could be written, I might have tried to compose one myself.'" Brahms became a lifelong fan of Dvorak the man and of Dvorak's music. He was also a really good friend to Dvorak even spending many hours checking that the printers hadn't made any mistakes in Dvorak's music when new pieces were being published and Dvorak was out of the country. It's a very long, tedious process checking through pages and pages of printed music, and the kind of thing only really good friends do for one another. Dvorak was not one of those famous composers who always had his head buried in books. In fact, he probably couldn't even read that well. He lived for his music and was passionate about it. But he did have one other interest, which took up a lot of his time. He was a train spotter. In fact, he was more than just a train spotter. He was absolutely mad about trains and everything to do with them. One of his biggest regrets in life was that he hadn't invented the locomotive engine because he felt that it was one of the greatest creations of all time. This is Dvořák now, on one of his visits to the Franz Josef station in Prague. He loved to stand there, watching the hustle and bustle of people rushing to catch trains that would take them to faraway places across Europe. He loved the smell of the coal fires that heated the water into steam, which in turn drove the pistons that made the engines run along the tracks. He also loved to talk to the engineers who kept the engines in working order. Dvorak made friends with many of the people who worked at the railway station. In fact, he was generally a friendly person all around. He always looked a little bit fierce, with a big bushy beard and rather stern eyes, but in fact, he was a very kind and caring man. Dvorak enjoyed the sights, sounds, and smells of Franz Josef's station so much that whenever he was in Prague, he would visit it every single day. He even learned all the train timetables by heart. When he became a teacher, he would always ask his pupils to describe in detail any train journeys that they had recently made. He would listen to their stories with complete attention. Dvorak is known as a nationalist composer. That means that he wrote music which included particular sounds and even melodies and harmonies that came from the country where he was born. He quickly became known as the leading Bohemian composer of his day, although we now think of him as the leading Czech composer of his day because of Bohemia becoming the Czech Republic. In fact, everyone generally agrees that he's the greatest Czech composer not just of his day, but of all time. Dvorak's first big international success as a composer was with his Slavonic dances. These sound like some of the traditional tunes and rhythms which the people of Bohemia would dance to when they were out having a good time on a Saturday night. But no way was their musical appeal just limited to the borders of Bohemia. They became